Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. And observed. 
I'm sure we've all seen it divide people into camps. We've seen it claimed as a reason for apostasy. Perhaps the primary reason given for why someone might abandon their Christian faith, that is the failure to hold right doctrine and the law of love in one life. I had a very dear friend years ago, someone I was very close to, someone raised in the faith from the womb, completely dedicated, and I mean completely dedicated, their entire life, without any memory of not serving Christ. But they came to a place through anger and resentment. They came to a place where they chose love over truth and walked away from Christ. As far as I know, they have not returned to heaven. How many times has this happened? How many are making that same choice today? I would say it's epidemic in our society. How many of you made that choice before God brought you here in his mercy? I hope you understand that when I said he chose love and the truth, I was speaking tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I mean, it's what he thought. That, in fact, is impossible to choose love over truth because they are the same person. The temptation of any heresy is to choose. That's what heresy means, to choose. The temptation of any heresy is to choose one thing to the exclusion of the other. The tension between truth and love, seeing them as a tension, like we somehow get a strike about us, that's a false dichotomy. And whenever there is a choice made in that choosing the thing chosen becomes something other than it is, when it is left without its partner. Things that are good and true are only good and true when they're taken together. And as soon as they're broken apart, they become something else other than what they really are. Love becomes tolerance, niceness, an occasion to blur reality in order to salve our broken psyche. Truth becomes some radicalized system which excludes, judges, oppresses, and destroys people. We have to ask, how can Christ himself, who is the truth and who is love, how can Christ be divided? We cannot choose. To choose, in fact, is heresy. The reason I'm bringing this up today is because of our readings, actually. Uh, between our catechism discussion and the quote from St. Gregory that I read across, I saw in these texts that we have in our Mass this morning something concerning this topic. Sort of highlighted it for me. I'm not sure I had seen it in this way before. Both readings at first glance seem to emphasize the love angle. Okay. That's what, I mean, at first glance, that's sort of the, the impression we walk away with. St. Paul tells us, you know, let's all just get along, right? Let's all just get along and love one another. Peace and love. That sounds like what Paul is saying. Because, you know, that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is that we get along, we love one another, and we're at peace, we're nice to each other. Jesus, in his gospel, he seems to be sort of like, pushing the law of the prophets aside momentarily, saying, you know, all those hundreds and hundreds of rules and commandments and regulations and instructions and the writings of the prophets, you know, where they're just up on their soapboxes and yelling at everybody and wagging their finger at people's faces, all that stuff, really, if you understood it all, it's really all just about love, Jesus says. Love God, love your neighbor. 
that, and then we quote Augustine. And I love this one, and I love Augustine. And he says, love God, do what you want. Now it may be obvious that I've set myself up to say that that is not at all what these passages are telling us and communicating. What is actually implicit in both passages is that the truth and love cannot be divorced any more than Christ can be divided. To choose is heresy. Now it's true that these passages do emphasize the danger of insisting on right doctrine and failing to love. And this is a very real danger, and that's the problem that St. Paul and Jesus were dealing with. And perhaps we might even say this is the muddier ditch to fall into. Although, I must say that to love without truth eventually always leads to some form of totalitarianism. Somehow. At any rate, they're both bad. They both lead into a ditch. We don't want to be in any ditch. I don't care if it's the muddier ditch or the less muddy ditch. They're both ditches. But in both readings, the reality of truth, which cannot be compromised, and is the ultimate judge at the end, draw your attention to our, our intro this morning. Read that after Mass today during Coffee Hour, which states all over this as well. The reality of truth. Truth is a reality. It is reality. It is what is. And it cannot be compromised because it is what is. It's what we've been learning in the Catechism class. And it is the ultimate judge at the end. In both of these readings, that fact is assumed. It is assumed. And that which is assumed is always the most powerful point in anything that is said, because the very fact that it is assumed, that it doesn't need to be made a point out of. That is assumed, and at the point, and the point of both of the readings, is that we must know and live the truth in love, or we will have neither truth or love. St. Paul tells the Ephesians to walk, to walk worthy of their vocation. What is their vocation? Well, they've been made sons of God, fellow heirs of Christ, and brothers of one another. That is the truth. That is what has happened to them. Now this is what it looks like to be that what you have been made, that what you are. This is how you behave. This is, this is how you manifest that reality. You're meek and you're humble towards one another. You're patient, you're forbearing, all of this in love. And you have to work hard, he says. You have to work hard because we're still in the fight of our mortality. You have to work hard to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace is another description of our vocation, which is to be the body of Christ. That's a technical, formal Reference. It's just not this, you know, hold hands, sing kumbaya, feel good. The, the, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace is the church. In love. It is the body of Christ. And this reality is real because of what is true. Because of the fact that a group of individuals came together and believed the same thing. Not just because they were nice to each other. Because they believed the same thing. They weren't made one because they were nice, but because they believe the truth and they know the truth 
and they walk in the truth through love. There is no real love without the truth. There is no body of Christ without the truth. I mean, we're not gathering around an oak tree this morning, a three-horned beetle, or a star, or the sun. We're gathering around a man, Jesus Christ, who we know to be true, and who we agree upon is who he is and who he says that he is. So there's no body without the truth. And this is precisely how Paul actually ends the passage that we read this morning. He emphasizes the foundation of our unity. The foundation of our unity, he says, in a very formalized way, by the way, is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. This triad is the formality of truth that we cling to and agree upon. We agree upon the faith. We agree upon our baptism. We agree upon one Lord who is Jesus Christ, God and man. That truth in the spirit of love is what holds us all together. So we've got to have that. Now in the case of Jesus' discussion with the lawyer Pharisee, Jesus didn't actually dismiss the law of trumpets, as I sort of sneakily said. Um, he didn't dismiss the law of prophets and tell us all we need to worry about is love, and you're good. That's not what he says. He says the law of prophets depend upon the commandment to love God and love neighbor. In the King James, it says they hang upon it. The word is depend. They depend upon these commandments. The law of the prophets without love lose their meaning. They just become an instrument of brutality. But that doesn't mean we don't need the law of the prophets. He never says that. And that is clear by one extremely obvious fact. This catechism class I'd ask for answers right now to see if you could guess the obvious fact. But I won't do that this morning. But you could ask yourself, what is the obvious fact that we need the law of the prophets? Because we have the law of the prophets. That's the obvious fact. Obviously, we need them. Or we wouldn't have given them to us. Not only do we have the Law and the Prophets, we have the Apostles and the Evangelists and the Gospels and the New Testament and the Creed and the Councils of the Church and hymns and liturgies and icons and synods and writings of the Fathers defending the faith against heretics, clarifying the faith. We have sermons and we have books and we have all these various things, all inspired, those that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We have all of this stuff because we need all of this stuff. And Jesus saying, you know, it all boils down to love God and love neighbor doesn't mean that we don't need all this other stuff. All this other stuff hangs upon those commandments. If we didn't need all this other stuff, all we'd have was a Bible with 28 words in it. We'd never have a sermon and we'd never have a book. Every time it was time to admonish or teach or say anything, we would just repeat those 28 words. There are 28, I count 28 words in the King James. We just get up and repeat those 28 words. And we don't do that as a mantra. We have all this stuff because we need all this stuff, at least for the time being. A day will come when we will not, no longer need all this stuff. Agnes doesn't need all this stuff today because she's perfect. She really needs perfect today. The day will come when we will be able to adhere.
here for St. Augustine's advice to love God and do what we want. But as long as God is giving leash to the devil in this world, and as long as men still die, we're going to need all this other stuff to guide us and keep us on the narrow path that is both truth and love, who is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.